Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at microsoft.com slash AI for all. This is a HeadGum Podcast. In 86, Anna Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club Okay. Do it. What? Do the po- Do it. Do the podcast. You want me to do the podcast? Do the podcast, yeah. Because you're pissy? <laughs> I'm in <an> apocalypse. <laughs> We're all in an apocalypse, Jack. <laughs> you're I okay, I see what's happening. So you you live in the world that's that's already moved on. <laughs> yeah. 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 All, all that's left is like a trace of like an Amico gas station and it just is a big sign that's called Amico and I'm like, oh yeah, our people worship Amico as a god. We don't know what it means. <laughs> that's where we're at. Someone the other day asked me if you're okay and I was like <laughs> Everyone keeps asking me asking me if you're okay and I was yeah. like, I don't know, ask him. <laughs> yeah. Um But I was like, I'm pretty sure he lives near an H E B. Yeah. So I think you can probably just walk there. I went, so I walked to the HEB with my friend and neighbor, Matt, Uh today. Uh, And I was like, I'm not going inside. Like, I was like, we have enough supplies, I think, to last until Saturday. So I'm not going inside until Saturday when it's hopefully warmer and maybe it's less of an apocalypse. Yeah. And so I, but he wanted to go because he's like running out of beans and shit. Like, this is, like, where we're at Running out of tobacco. Lives. But, like, we went, and the line outside was, like, at a guesstimate, like, four hours. <laughs> Just, like, around the entire parking lot. Did Matt stay in that line? I think so. And everyone's wearing masks, and it was snowing a little bit. And I was like, if you squint and pretend that, like, the snow is just, like, like ash from fallout. a radioactive fallout, like... <laughs> we're that's it this is it this is it we're living it yeah we're living it um we are as i was saying to you before uh we recorded um in a a word that doesn't feel appropriate but is i guess very true lucky you were lucky we got food because look at you look at you now you're podcasting we we got power you're just like ted cruz the podcast everyone out there is suffering and what are you doing Yeah, I'm podcasting. You're you're kicking back in your little podcast sanctuary. In Cancun. (laughs) And you're in Cancun. And I'm in Cancun with Ted and Heidi. They texted everybody on the block. They texted you. Nobody nobody responded on the thread except me. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, that sounds great. Fuck yes. (laughs) Fuck yes. $310 a night? Hell yeah. (laughs) And I leaked the text thread to the New York Times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I got the best of both worlds, but here I am in Cancun. I'm podcasting from the Ritz Carlton. Yeah, um, we've got. So here's what we've got. We got power. Fuck yes, very lucky. You got power, and and I can I can say that you have internet because you're t- chatting. We've got an internet. Very yeah. lucky. Water. Mm. 
iffy. Uh, what does that mean? Does that mean it's flowing, but it's brackish? Why well, you got to boil it, and then and and there's not a lot of it. So that's okay. pretty good too. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah. So lucky. I'm lucky. Everything's fine. People have been asking. I haven't been responding because I'm. Grumpy. I don't. I barely have water, and I need to boil it, and yeah. I'm lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's true. Uh, Move lucky. to Connecticut. Lucky. What a nightmare for many people, and we have been lucky. Move to Connecticut, baby. We got water. We got power. We got heat. We got internet. And we yeah. have it sounds three nice. feet of standing snow on the ground at all times. It never melts, and it never goes away. And it just keeps snowing. And then so the snow piles up on top of old snow, and then it's like... It's great. Then we'll have four feet of standing snow. It's going to be nice. In March, it's going to be nice here. I promise you. They'll still nice. find a, They'll still find a reason to cancel daycare. Jamie finally like this is dad talk. <laughs> this is dad talk. And this is like de- angry daycare dad talk. <laughs> Last week Jamie uh they canceled school cuz there was supposed to be snow on the way. Yeah. So they preemptively canceled school. They're like no school. Yeah. No school tomorrow. And then the next day came and it did not snow. Yeah. Cuz you can't <laughs> predict the future. Right. Happened. Yeah. So and I'm always the one that's like hey fuck this school. <laughs> yeah. And Jamie's always the one that's like, you can't predict the future. Let's let's keep yeah. a level head. Yeah. And then finally, this was the breaking point. Jamie was like, "Hey, fuck this school." <laughs> <laughs> and she emailed the school administrator and was like, "Can we like be a little less trigger happy with?" The, uh, <laughs> and they were like, "Nope." Snow days. <laughs> she was like, "You do not need to respond to this, but I would love it if you were a little less trigger happy <laughs> with the school days." And they took her up on the offer to not respond. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a nightmare. Um, and We're through the end times. And, and what an appropriate book we read this week. Yeah, we read another. Um, it's like The Road, but like fun. <laughs> it's The Road if The Road was like uh, directed by Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and hi, hi, I'm Jack Shepard. I'm Tanner Greenring. And it's the Babysitter's Club Club. And we talk about books about babysitting, don't we? We talk we about radio have... novels. We talk about video novels. Yeah. We talk about TV video novels that are all about babysitting. And yeah. we are also, as all of you know, from our long history of doing this show together, yeah. big fans of the Stephen King yeah. series of novels known as the dark tower and we finally reverted to the form that we always really wanted but couldn't quite get it right which is like two buzz just broing down about stephen king how do we you know what there's not enough of on the internet yeah white male voices talking about <laughs> stephen king novels how do we, how can we build get, a little bit yeah. of a uh head just a little oasis yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> So here we are. We're talking about the Gunslinger. It's the first Dark Tower novel. It's so good. It's really good. It's, it's really fun. so fucking good. It's about babysitting. It, I like. It's like this is weird to say because I'm like a pretty big Dark Tower head, and like in my old age, have become like a, a genuine, unapologetic fan of Stephen King, which is like sure. something that if you told me that when I was twenty, I would have like I would have been very upset. Yeah. For like bad snobby reasons, right, right, right. Um, but I just think that the he's he's often very good at what he does, and uh, he surprises me in little ways. It surprised me when yeah. I read the word um, "fecund." Yeah, I was. Book. You know what surprised me was he, when he talks about crosses as uh, they're like there's this like evil preacher lady, 
and she's holding two crucifixes and he refers to them as rudes. Rude? Which is rude is like a Anglo-Saxon term. There's a famous Anglo-Saxon poem called The Dream of the Rude, which okay. is about a, about the crucifixion. But that's like, I don't know, that's like a cool, a good pull. He's good. He's good at this shit. He's good at this shit. And it surprised me, given how much of a dark tower head I am, upon rereading it, I was like, oh, fuck, this is so good. Yeah. <laughs> and it was yeah. like, why am I surprised? I love this. It's so good. Question. Yeah. You and I had a business meeting earlier for our, our my well my business venture yeah uh, and my by my business venture I mean my bosses but yeah. I'm involved that's cool we're biz bros biz bros talking we're Stephen biz King. bros yeah you help me with my biz venture yeah so we were doing some brainstorming and I you know as an aside and please don't tell my boss okay talking about non-work issues on a work call yeah you revealed to me that you had not started the book yet and that yeah. was maybe. 2 p.m. this afternoon? Yeah. <laughs> it's not a short book. It's fairly short. Not that short. Yeah. <laughs> Did you read the book in the... in the? Yeah, I read every damn word of it. Wow. Such yeah. a fast reader. That is not accurate. <laughs> well, much faster than me. Well, but not as fast as my wife. My wife? Mine yeah. either. My wife can it's devour like, a book. Honestly, like, if I ever use, like, BetterHelp or something... That's the first thing I'm going to bring up. You're going to say you've got a lot of insecurities around your reading speed as compared with regards to yeah. She's such a fucking fast reader. It's like terrifying how fast of a reader she is. And it's like, well, does she have any other hobbies? Yeah, she's quilting. Well, now that pisses me off. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Because that was like that was my like safety net. Was like, yeah, "Yeah, of course I can't read. I've got video games to play. Yeah, there's no safety net. Some people can just do it fast. Um, we got to talk about this book. It's so. Um, here's what I think. Here, here's how I want to frame this. For fans of the Babysitters Club, yeah, um, will know that Anne and Martin has woven throughout the series just a, a, a wealth of references to the Dark Tower. There, you a little uh, basically cannot understand the Babysitters Club if you yeah. haven't read. At the very least, The Gunslinger, which is what we're talking about today, but probably all of The Dark Tower and The Dark Tower adjacent books, which for people who are not fans, I will tell you now, it's most of Stephen King's books like tie into The Dark Tower. Most universe. of Stephen King's books tie into The Dark Tower. And The Dark Tower books are weird because half of them are Westerns and yeah. the other half are like, <laughs> like post-apocalyptic, sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> like sci-fi. Yeah. Like meta text where like even Stephen King shows up in the books. Yeah. But so here's what I want to suggest to you, Tanner. I think this should be, given the importance of understanding the Dark Tower for reading the Babysitter's Club novels, we should think of this as like our first episode. Okay. This is the way in. That anybody in future will just like post it on the website or whatever, or maybe we can just like put it back in the beginning of the feed. This, right. if they smart. listen to, if people listen to this, That'll set them up so much better to understand all the lore this in like Christie's great idea and yep. phantom phone calls and like it's just gonna set people up better. I think it's a good idea to put this one at the very beginning and all this talk about the apocalypse in Texas and the <laughs> pandemic, like yeah. that'll just be <laughs> a fun surprise. You know, yeah. like. So you think that people are gonna be going back in time? In order well, is that, to, isn't that what yeah. you mean when you said you're going to put it back at the beginning of... <laughs> I guess so. I don't know how it works. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> in my mind, it was people with today's experiences I'm, who are I'm just not, I'm not starting a, on the show. I'm but... not a quantum physicist, you know? Like, <laughs> okay. I'm not in charge of the mechanics behind it. You I'm think just the if, idea guy. If you listen to Christie's great idea for the first time now, you will be transported back. Yeah. I just pitched an idea the other day. The 2015. The, the seller came back to me and was like, what kind of square footage are you thinking, picturing for this? And I was just like, why not? <laughs> I literally would, never crossed my mind. What do you? I don't, I don't even know. know what that means. I don't. Yeah. I I can't quantify that. Yeah, it's all in my brain right now. How big is my brain? <laughs> that you answer that. <laughs> what square footage is this experience going to be? It's like I don't. You tell me. Welcome, new listeners. Yeah. To the show. Uh, I'm glad you've decided to join us for this ride. Uh, we're going to be after this. We're going to be talking about the Babysitters Club novels, a series of books by Anne and Martin about a series yep. of sitters and a series of babies. Uh, but first, obviously, for you to even begin to appreciate those texts, uh, we got to talk about the Gunslinger. We have to talk about the Gunslinger. Yeah. We would like to talk about the rest of the Dark Tower series, but yeah, in the interest of time, yeah. Uh, we're just going to cover the gunslinger for now, and because the gunslingers—it's a babysitting text. It's a babysitting text, and yeah. you know a lot of these books are actually babysitting texts. Yeah, but this one is the the one that is literally a babysitting text. It's a yeah. a, a baby a boy a boy a boy yes, and a man who watches him. A boy and a man, a sitter and a sat, a sat and a Boy's sitter. Boy's name is Jake, and the man's name is Roland. Yes, Declan. No, Deshane. DeShane. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, would you like to describe the text? Is I my be- turn? I believe it's your turn. Well, my wife went. Yeah, but that's nothing. Well, you don't get weird. credit. Well, a green ring went last week. <laughs> no, don't even dare. <laughs> I believe it's your turn. If, if you can make a stronger case that it's my turn, I'll have a crack at it. I but just did. A green ring went last week. A stronger case than that. <laughs> what did we read last week? The sex book. Sex book. And then what did we read before that? Willow. I did Willow. Y- did you? Did I? <laughs> That's nothing. You can't. <laughs> what did we read before Willow? Mrs. Doubtfire? Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. I, I did know. Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> okay, then I did Willow. You did Willow. Fuck. <laughs> A green ring did. <laughs> Describe this book. Say what happens. Here's what we're probably going to do, friends. I think you should read. Listen, I don't want to I don't want to be a dude on a babysitters club podcast telling you you got to read Stephen King. But uh, yeah. it is it's what's happening a little bit. It's not yeah. like it's David Foster Wallace. <laughs> Although, does he have any babysitting texts? Um, not really. Great, because I don't want to read him. <laughs> I I do think that that. Well, actually, you know what? You know who doesn't like the Dark Tower series? Hmm. My wife. My wife. Do you know what happened with her in the Dark Tower series? The no, famously fast reader. The famously fast reader. She can read anything in any small amount of time. Okay. And she like I was like you fucking have to read the Gunslinger and she was like I don't want to read f- another fucking stupid book by a fucking dude yeah and I was like but you must if you love me and so she read the Gunslinger and then she read the sequel the Drawing of the Drawing Three of the Three and then she read the third book in the series The Wastelands yep and then she was like I still don't like this I'm not reading anymore 
And I was like, the wizard in the class is right when it gets That's really right good. It's right where it really starts to pick up. What are you doing? The first three books are essentially <laughs> the first book. And they the just come second, on. Yeah, it's right where it starts to <laughs> pick so up. It's so rude to only read three books of these si- this series because I told you to, and you still don't like it. And I was like, no, come on. You yeah. have to read Wizard in the Glass. <laughs> God, so wrong. She's so pig-headed. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so here's it's what I think. It's a western. It's a western about a cowboy. It's who a western sh- about a cowboy. Shoots a bunch of people the in the future. head and fucks a bunch of. Here's people. what I think. I just want to set, set, set table set. That's what they say in meetings. Yeah, I just want a table set. Still Can I table set. On whose turn it is to describe? The it's book. your turn. But I'm going to table set before you describe it. I want everyone to read this. I think what's going to happen tonight is we're probably going to spoil the gunslinger. It doesn't in the scheme of reading these books, matter that much? <laughs> the Gunslinger is sort of a prologue. It's it's like, it's a lot of atmosphere. There Nothing are that happens that in The Gunslinger is yeah. important to the rest of the series. Yeah, except in terms of like creating this incredible atmosphere. So yeah. we are probably going to spoil The Gunslinger to the extent that you can. We'll try our best not to spoil the whole fucking series. Okay. That's what. That's just. That was the table setting I wanted to do. Honestly, it's been years since I read all these books, and I. Yeah. I'm not even sure I. And they're and they're complex. It's hard to spoil the whole series. There will be some probably light spoilers, but it's like you won't even be able to. Like your mind won't be ready to understand them. <laughs> yeah. It's like. Uh, um. It's like but, Roland at the end of this book. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> perfect. Firing through the cosmos. <laughs> Um, Tanner, I'd like for you to describe this book. Now, with that out of the way, would you like to describe this book? I'll play some Western music. Yeah. I'll give you... I'll describe the book. How long do we give you to... Normally, we give you the, the number of seconds that is the year the novel was written in. What was this, 90... This book was written in 1988. 88? I'll take 88. Okay. I'm going to give you 88 seconds. Prepare yourself. Try to describe this novel. It's so good. I liked it a lot. It's a lot like The Road. Honestly, like... The Road came out after this. Cormac. Yeah, Cormac. It's not... It is a lot like The Road, except not in any way like The Road. Yes, that's exactly the best way to say it. Okay, I'm gonna, I've got... I have a big bad clock. I'm like, on my big bad clock, I'm desperately trying to get to 88 seconds, and it stopped at 59, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I figured it out. Yeah. Uh, okay, ready? Yep. Go. All right. This is a Western. It takes place in the far future after the apocalypse, and it follows a character called Roland DeShane, who's a gunslinger, and he's got two old hickory guns on his belt. Mm-hmm. Well, the handles are hickory. The guns are made of metal. Anyway, he is on an adventure chasing a man in black across the scorched landscape. And it starts as an epistolary novel where he is telling the story to a guy called Mr. Brown, who is a man who lives in a little hut on the edge of a desert who's got a bird. And he tells him the story about a city called Toll that he just visited. That's not what epistolary means. Carry on. Uh, well, sorry, that's letters. What's that's fine. It called just, keep ta- just keep saying it. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, and he has uh, intercourse with a lady who has a big scar on her head. And yep. then there's a other lady who's like described as like a big mountain of a woman who is under the... She's ensorcelled by the man in black. 20 seconds left. 
And uh, she turns everyone against him, and he shoots everyone in the head. And there's an old man who died and was brought back to life by the man in black. And he shoots everyone in the head. And then he journeys across the desert, and he finds a little boy called Jake. And he takes Jake to keep chasing the man in black. And they go into the mountains, and some mutants attack them. And they find the man in black, and Jake dies. And Roland and the man in black have a long philosophical conversation. Good. Time. That's That's what the big bad clock sounds like when it ends. It sounds like my wife's alarm clock. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Um, that, you actually did a pretty good job. Um, you didn't talk about the baby. That was honestly kind of the pacing of the book. That's too. the pace of the book. Yeah, it's like slow, <laughs> slow, slow. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, this novel starts with one of the greatest lines um, in the history of literature. Okay. T. Uh, Rediature. Yes. I just want to. I want to differentiate. From uh, you should say, yeah, TVdiature or movediature. Yeah, it is a truth universally acknowledged that a single man in possession of a good fortune must be in want of a wife. Okay, that sounds like that was this book. Yeah. Okay. Did I get it wrong? I think so. Oh no! Well, oh no! I got it wrong. Happy families are all alike. Every unhappy Jay- family is unhappy in its own way. In its own also way. Also wrong. Also wrong. Is that wrong? I okay. think so. Well, I just read it this morning. Oh, here it is. The man in black fled across the desert, and the gunslinger followed. No, that's Jane that Austen. That sounds wrong, too. That sounds like Jane Austen. I think that's um, Sanditon, her unfinished novel. Yeah, well, that makes sense, right? Sand. Sand. <laughs> sand town. Sand town. <laughs> The man in black fled across to the desert, and the gunslinger followed. Tanner, what is your... Cool Western dystopia opening line? Uh, okay. I thought it was going to be nicknamed, like, the gunslinger or the men in black. Yeah, I, I'll reveal now that I haven't thought this out any further than doing it. Okay. So we'll probably want to generate a, a cool post-apocalyptic nickname for ourselves first, so we can say, oh, "Okay, <laughs> yeah." Should we? So this is a name generator, friends. We like to do them on our Patreon a lot, yeah. uh, but we sometimes it bleeds out into this world. And we're gonna do the opening line of the cool dystopia that's about you. Yeah. Um, and it's the man in black fled across the desert, and the gunslinger followed. So, what's your arch nemesis? I guess. Arch nemesis, that's a great question. I don't know if I have one because I'm just a boring dad who lives in suburban Connecticut. It could be the the whoever like plans the snow days at your daycare. Yes, it's Mary. <laughs> Mary. <laughs> Mary at the Montessori school. Okay. So Mary at the Montessori school fled across the snow drifts. <laughs> <laughs> and then we need to get a cool name for you. And I need a cool name. Um, so what do you, I guess like the gunslinger is what he does. He's so he slings guns. What do you do? A podcast. I don't know if that's very interesting. The podcaster. No, that sucks. I drive a Jetta. So maybe you'd be like Jetta jockey. (laughs) (laughs) Do you, what do you do for a living? You, uh, you sling content. I sling content to families. (laughs) The content. I I feel like the families are not they're not ready for the content that you're slinging at them from the hip. <laughs> well, you don't aim with your hip. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. Aim with your eye. Okay. Yeah. That's what Roland says. Um. 
Okay, I think Jetta Jockey's pretty I good. I guess Jetta Jockey's yeah. in, huh? Okay, so Mary... Mary of the Montessori School <laughs> fled, fled across, across the, the snow, snow drifts. And the Jetta Jockey followed. Followed. That's pretty good. Is it Stephen King? No. No. Is, Is it... it just as good? No. No. <laughs> Would I read it? Eh, no, nope. probably not. <laughs> you know what? I would read it if it was the, if it was the opening line of like a New York Magazine article. <laughs> yeah, you I'll know, write it. I'll one write of those that New pieces York is just like, it's like appreciating this, this small fucking like like school it, like in a small town in Connecticut like just totally fucking imploded because like one bad dad was mad about the snow days. You know, <laughs> it's like seven thousand words. I would read it. I would get canceled on Twitter. They would call me like <laughs> yeah, Snow, snow Dad. Like Jetta Dad. <laughs> God, can you believe Jetta Dad? Oh, that's good. So much privilege. Yeah. Pretty good. Okay. What about you? Now it's your turn. Oh, okay. We got to do me. You got to help me. So what am, What do I do? Um, I'm a podcaster. Yeah. I um, Consultant. I write. Yeah. Um, I drink a lot of box wine. Okay. Wine dad? Hmm, wine dad. Wine dad. I would say box wine dad because I don't want to get you confused with like okay. the hoity-toity wine dads. Okay. Like, box like, wine sellers. dad. Yeah. Boda, Boda bro. <laughs> bro is too young. It's got to be Boda dad. I okay. Okay. Boda yeah. dad. Uh, and then who's your nemesis? Who's my nemesis? Um, Probably Ted Cruz, huh? <laughs> yeah. Right now it's Ted Cruz. <laughs> Because <laughs> he and he's, a, you know when we know where he's fleeing to, a Cancun. Cancun. Okay, so Boda, so I'm chasing him to Cancun. That's is, this is good. Now I'm like a conquering. This hero. is going to be so relevant and so funny in two weeks when this episode <laughs> goes up. Think about in two weeks. Think about five years ago when most people are going to listen to this for the first time. <laughs> We're like, who the fuck is Ted Cruz? <laughs> <laughs> well Boda Dad we've, we've already landed on it though So yeah. there's no going back Boda Dad f- flew to Cancun No wait no I'm bo- No Ted Cruz is Ted, Ted Cruz, Cruz fled, to Can- fled to Cancun Yeah And Boda Dad followed Yeah <laughs> That's pretty good I would read that <laughs> Who's Boda Dad and why is he haunting Ted Cruz That's very interesting to me. <laughs> I would certainly read that. That's pretty interesting. The way that you do it at home is the way that we did it, is you just kind of muddle through, pick a nemesis, pick a landscape, and plug and play. Yeah. (laughs) And then figure out what it is that you do. Yeah. That's pretty good. We're going to dig into this novel, I think. Should we dig into it? Start digging into it, or should we take a break first? Oh, great question. I've got a lot to say. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Let's clear our minds. Let's have a little... uh palate cleanser okay and let's come back hot refreshed and ready to discuss the gunslinger okay bye this episode is sponsored by better help hmm what would i do with an extra hour in my day very interesting question, BetterHelp. Hello, everyone. This is Evil Tanner. I'm like regular Tanner, except evil. 
Our sponsor, BetterHelp, has put a little prompt here in the copy for us. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? My own website, which only exists on the dark web, of course, uh, wetterhelp.com, could use a little help. So I would probably use that hour to do a whole bunch, like just flood Facebook with one like, one prayer. Please go donate to my GoFundMe. I need to bring my website, wetterhelp.com, back from the brink. Betterhelp.com, they feel like there's a little bit of uh, infringement. I said, well, you know, we're on the dark web. You guys are on the surface web. Our whole thing is like, getting people wet who don't want to be wet so it's like stepping in a puddle or like sitting on a bench that's wet that's us like that's what we do share this with a friend one like one prayer i will follow through on the like prayer stuff too i will be praying all night i would use today's sponsor betterhelp.com um of course i can't i an evil tanner i can only use the deep web we do have a deep web version of betterhelp.com um it's called worsehelp.com it's not good but i think betterhelp.com is great from everything i've heard convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch at any time, no additional charge. Uh, Go check it out. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash bedfellows to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bedfellows. See you there. Well, not me, but have fun. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. You know what the thing is about Boda Dad in the um, apocalypse that I'm in? Yeah. Is that um, because we have water only in like a really nominal sense, mm-hmm. which again, I want to emphasize this, is pretty lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I can't oboe. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. So I'm just like, <laughs> like I keep being it. like, I'm thirsty and like having another beer. And you know what it reminds me of? Have you seen, and this is spoilers for that movie, but have you seen Cabin Fever? I think it's called Cabin Fever. The, the, like, gory, like. Yeah, it's like a gore horror fest kind of, yeah. But, like, there's something wrong with the water, but, like, there's this one dude at the beginning of the, like, camping trip who's like, hey, dude's only, guess what? I'm only going to drink beer only the whole time I'm here and nothing else. Yeah. Anyway, that's me right survives. now. That's me today. <laughs> that's you. I, I was thinking about this today because every now and then there's the threat of losing power when a, a snowstorm comes through Connecticut. Yeah. And I would be fine because all I drink exclusively is seltzer. <laughs> 
Which I have cases and cases of. I texted our, our mutual friend, Erin Jack, today, um, who's been on our podcast, so I could mention her name, because she texted me to ask if I was okay. And I was like, yeah, I'm just sitting here drinking, like, fucking, like, sparkling mineral water, like Marie Antoinette. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the, like, line of people at the well trying to get, like, well water. <laughs> yeah. Just, just like, sipping on a Topo Chico. <laughs> Like, oh, why are you guys waiting in line? It's so cold outside. Um, we got to talk about this book. I got a lot of thoughts and theories. Let's talk about the babysitting first and foremost. This book is about babysitting. The gunslinger runs at the way station. There's a way station. He runs into a boy called Jake. A handsome young man. A ha- who... handsome young man who's just, like, sitting at, like, this, like, random fucking, like, deserted demon house in the middle of the desert. Yeah, they there is a demon in the house. There is a demon in the house. Lives in the basement, and Roland takes its jaw. Let me um, let me read you this passage about Jake Tanner, who is the the babysitting theme of this novel. It, is it Jake Coon? It could be Jake Coon. Jake Coon does fall in a well, and and spoilers for this book, Jake falls in a well too. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, but he's already dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's complicated. It's complicated. Let me read you this passage and tell me if uh, it, it rings any bells for you. Okay. Where did you come from, Jake? He asked finally. I don't know. The boy frowned. I did know. I knew when I came here, but it's all fuzzy now, like a bad dream when you wake up. I have lots of bad dreams. Mrs. Shaw used to say it was because I watched too many horror movies on Channel 11. Did somebody tote you here? This Mrs. Shaw? No. The boy said, I just was here. Quite suddenly, the boy was on the verge of tears. I can't help it. I was just here. If you asked me about TV and channels yesterday, I bet I still could have remembered. I didn't ask to be here. I don't like it. It's spooky. Don't feel so sorry for yourself. Make do. I didn't ask to be here, the boy repeated with bewildered defiance. Tanner, who does that sound like to you? Who, the boy or, the, or the boy. Roland? Roland sounds like Roland from this m- movie. Didn't ask to be here. I didn't ask to be here. He was ripped just out of a world with channels of and television. Timeline. Yeah, and placed here. Sounds a lot like Jackie Radowski. And his name is Jake Radowski, isn't Jake it? Jake Radowski. And I don't think they ever say his last name. We have to go back, Kate. They, they briefly do, and it doesn't work it's for Radowski. what I'm talking about here. It might as well be. We have to go back! Might as well be, yeah. <laughs> it's Jackie! It's Jackie Radowski, and he was in the road. And here's my theory about Jackie Radowski that I think, and this is why, again, folks, you're... Back in time in 2015 or 16, and you are listening to the first Babysitters Club Club mm-hmm. episode, and you're like, "Why is this about the Dark Tower?" This is why. This is why it's Jackie Rudowski. Because it holds you'll, the you'll key. You'll soon discover that the entire thing is about Jackie Rudowski. Yeah. So listen to this, Jackie Rudowski. He's the ultimate babysat. Okay. He's like he's the archetype for the sat, right? He's like. His the thing that is happening to him is that his horrible fucking mission in life is that he has to be sat in every possible universe, every future, every world, every lifetime. Right. And it's happening over and over again. We met him in the road. We read Cormac McCarthy's The Road and Jackie Radowski was in it. He was there. He was the boy. 
He's in every single Babysitter's Club book. Or no, was either he the boy? spoken no, he was or the unspoken. Old man. He was I don't know. both. He was the boy, and he was this weird fucking toothless dude. Toothless <laughs> man, yeah. Yeah, Jake Coon in this book is yep. Jackie Radowski. Yes. Which is doubly confusing, because Jake Coon is a BSC character as well. Yeah. Um, and he dies. But that's not really a spoiler. He does and he doesn't, folks. Roland puts him into a trance. He's got this hip hypnotic spell that he can do where he rolls a bullet on his fingers. Yeah. And it puts anyone into a trance and lets them tap it. And he remembers being in New York, probably Stacy babysitting. He's in New York. Stacy's babysitting him. So, of course, what happens? He gets hit by a car and squished. Yeah, yeah. he gets squished, and then suddenly he's in um, in the gunslinger verse. Yeah. And he, well, he gets pushed. He gets pushed by a pastor. Yeah. A man in black. Yeah. And we will discover that this man in black has this ability to squish people. He can squish. In our world. Yeah. And they end up in this world. R- gunslinger's world. Yes. And it happens once in this book. Mm-hmm. Happens several more times in the coming books. Yeah. People get squished. Um, people get squished. Yeah. And they end up in this world. Although I don't remember well, I don't we can't we can't yeah. talk about the next books, can we? No. Well, I mean we can say the little things, but we I think the the thing that we agreed on is that we will probably spoil this book, but it doesn't matter that much. But to the extent that we can, we won't spoil the whole series. Okay. Jake gets squished. Yeah. <laughs> they go into graphic details on how he got scooshed. Yeah, it's very graphic. Winds up here, hooks up with Roland. They're a, two, a duo now. They're chasing the, the man in black together. Yeah. And then he gets scooshed again. He gets scooshed again. Again. Yeah. But, you know, maybe he'll be back. Maybe. But Can't spoil the And books. put him in this book. And put him in this book. That's all I'm saying. It's just, it's like the the clearest archetype of Jackie Rudowski. When they first describe him, they they fucking know that he has a big patch on his jeans. And that's something Jackie has? Like somebody who has fallen down a lot and because sure. of accidents. Yep, yep, yep. So it's Jackie Rudowski. Yeah, it's Jake Coon. And, and it's Jake Coon. And Jake Coon falls in a well, and they're all the same. And Jake Coon, is, Jake, is it Jake Coon who falls in a well in uh, Christine the Missing Child? Yes. I think so. Jake Coon. There it is. It's all in the fucking text, people. And that's how it ties back to Babysitter's Club, and that's why you're listening to it now in 2015 before we kick off the entire yeah. series. Well, and also, here's more. Mm. This book, this is my. This is what I call my dark babysitting theory. Okay. This novel came out in 1988, right? So Stephen King had obviously immersed himself in the Babysitter's Club series. <laughs> Hey, it's Jack here from the future, which is also your past and my present. Time is pretty funny, isn't it? After recording this episode, I was surprised to learn that The Gunslinger was written in 1982 instead of 1988, which complicates my theory about who influenced whom. As a respected babysitting journalist who's committed to the truth, I went straight to the source to clear things up. Please clearly state your name and provide a reason why you have authority to talk about this. My name is Stephen King. I wrote the novel. Okay. A lot of diligent readers of The Gunslinger, such as myself, have noticed some clear allusions to the work of Miss Martin scattered along the bunny trail, to coin a fairly unique phrase. People who've read a lot of the books and seen a lot of the movies, they'll find a few Easter eggs scattered along the bunny trail. Okay. Yes, that was my phrase. Uh, I guess my question is, 
How could that even be possible if you wrote The Gunslinger four years before Christie's great idea came out? The most interesting thing to consider, speaking as a novelist, is if you could go back in time and change that, what else would change? You're saying you traveled back in time in order to change the publishing date of your novel. That was kind of the motor that drove me. Wow. Okay, well, that was not the response I was expecting. But if it's true, that's pretty great. It's pretty great, but it's also a little bit spooky. I'll say so. Um, while I have you, do you have any thoughts about our podcast? Like, we're just sitting in a room and shooting the shit here, you know? But <laughs> I feel like it works. You sit in a room and you conjure up a world. Wow. That is really nice of you to say. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Stephen King. I wrote the novel. This is like this is like cocaine Stephen King. He's had two years. Yeah, it's cocaine Stephen King. He's had two years to read everything Anna Martin has ever written. And he, and he read it all because like he's hopped up. And game recognized game. Like what does he's that like mean? you're he's... also on cocaine. <laughs> does my lawyers have told me not to speculate whether or not Anne was on cocaine when she wrote the Baby Series Club? <laughs> so I'm not going to. But game yeah. does recognize game. And Stephen King, think about this. This is a young Stephen King, and he's like, I'm about to write the greatest babysitting novel ever written. Yeah. You think he didn't fucking read every fucking word? Yeah. But so he's got all of this inside him, and what he does is he creates this, like, dark babysitting, like, it's like a mockery. It's like an inversion of the babysitter's club. Right. The first thing that happens in the novel is uh, Dream Horse dies. Yeah, Roland has a horse. Well, it's a donkey or a mule. And the do- the donkey dies. It's the first thing that happens, and then a bird eats its eyes. Yeah. And it's birds. That's ripped right from BSC. It's ripped right from Anne. Yeah, that's but later like, that's essentially a passage from I, I can't even remember what book, yeah, Babysitters Club book it is, but uh, there's an entire passage about a donkey dying and its bird, its eyes being in. Yes, yeah, the dream horse, right, right, it's from Mallory the and the horse. dream horse, right. But it's an inversion of that, right? And that Mallory she takes a dream horse through the maze, but in in I think it's been a while. It is the inversion because Mallory takes a dream horse through the maze and Roland takes nothing through the desert. Right. What's the opposite of a maze? A desert. Yes, exactly. It's What's a the wide opposite ex- of taking expanse. a dream horse through a uh, maze, taking a dead donkey through a desert? Yes, exactly. But And like the thing that's going on in this text is it's bad babysitting. It's the worst babysitting. Oh, do we want to get into the pros and cons? Let me just like tick these off for you. Okay. Um, th- that just to kind of prove my point that this is, is Stephen King and Anne having a big pissing contest. Okay. But it's like a mockery. He's like doing an inversion of the Babysitter's Club. Right. Um, this is uh, back in Roland's past when they hang a traitor. The two boys had been let out of morning exercises. Court had read the notes from their fathers laboriously, lips moving, nodding here and there. Wait here, he said, and went toward the leading stone hut that served him as living quarters. He came back with a slice of rough, unleavened bread, broke it in two, and gave half to each. When it's over, each of you will put this beneath his shoes. And it's bread. It's all bread. But it's a mockery. It's de- it's bread and death. Well, bread isn't death. Bread is life. Right, exactly. So he's turning Oh god. He's turning it upside down. Steven? Yeah. Keep ticking him off. 
the final thing is that they have a they have a big dance back in the past where that's uh, called the sewing night cotillion, and it's where everything goes down, where the gunslinger like has his like coming of age, mm-hmm. and then that's when like the world he does the, sex. The old world ends, which is the opposite of the Halloween hop, where Marianne meets Logan, and it's a it's a it's a key point, a keystone. I can't remember what we called it. I can't remember what we called it either. <laughs> Unimportant. So that's pretty interesting. Now we're going to talk about the babysitting pros and cons in this novel. Um, it's mostly bad babysitting is my claim. Well. Yeah. Pro. Okay. Find a baby in the desert. Yeah. And and Start keep it. the baby. Yes. That's great. Babies can't survive in the desert. Yeah. So that's good. Pro. 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 Keep the baby al- alive for a while. Okay. Can I do a con? Yeah. You do pros, I do cons. Okay. Well, I'm sure you have some cons, but let me, we'll go back and forth. Let me do a con. Yeah, one big one. Okay. Well, here's my first one. You shouldn't have guns around a baby. Oh, sure. Pro never lets the baby touch the guns. Yeah. Okay. Con. You shouldn't do mescaline while you're babysitting. (laughs) Pro. That does happen in this. If you do do mescaline. Yeah. Share it with the baby. <laughs> Does he share it with the baby? They I think so. Physically. He like leaves the baby alone. He's like, I've got to go confront this demon. And to do it, I'm going to take some mescaline. I think he gives so... the baby mescaline eventually at some point. <laughs> okay. And then here's the big con. Shouldn't drop a baby in a mine shaft. Don't drop a baby in a mine shaft. Yeah. Ha- having a lot of trouble coming up with the pro to counter that one. <laughs> He does kill the baby. Here's what the man in black says to him after he drops the baby in the mine shaft. And that's a big spoiler for this book, but like it doesn't really matter in the scheme of the gunslinger, except that it's he like comes back. it's the original sin yeah. of the books. Um, then he meets up with the man in black, and the man in black's like, hey, let's like make a fire and like have a palaver. That's what they say in the. Yeah. It's actually cool as hell to say. And palaver. It's Palaver. palaver. Uh, and the man in black says, hey, gather wood to remember your Isaac. And it's a reference to literally the worst babysitter of all time. <laughs> oh, sure. Isaac. Ba- Abraham. Abraham, who kills his son. Did, didn't. Did not kill his son. But, uh, what of? Um, Job? No. No. It's just Abraham and Isaac. Job killed his son. No. Job's, God killed Job's son. Yes. And Job it's was been a while since yeah. I read the Old Testament. Yeah, <laughs> kind of a New Testament guy. Remind me, Abraham and Isaac. I've played the 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 Binding of Isaac. Okay, it's that a what is that like it's a, a video Call of game. Duty? Okay, um, God is like, hey, and it's been a while since I read the Old Testament, so don't hold me to this, folks. But God is like, hey, Abraham, if you really love me, you'll uh, kill your son. And this is a spoiler for the old. Testament. That's not Job. No, Job. It's different. God is like de- the devil is like, hey God, if Job is so good, why not murder everyone in his family and see if he's still good? <laughs> and God is like, okay. Kind of feels like the story of Abraham is a little bit of a. They're kind of cribbing uh, the story. They, they stole it from Job. A little bit, okay. right? Well, they're like, God is like, do, fucking kill your son. And, go, and Abraham's like, sure. Mm-hmm. And he kills <laughs> and then, Isaac. He doesn't. Oh, he does not. And then at the last well, minute, God is like. God, no, he doesn't. None of this. 
I don't know what's worse, your interpretation of the Bible or mine, but yeah. I think it's yours. Because <laughs> at least I've got some basic facts of it straight. God is like, do it, and then and then Ab- Abraham's about to do it, and God is like, LOL, JK. Okay. And Abraham's and like, kill him? No. Okay. Whew, that was close. But that's still bad babysitting. It is bad babysitting. God's the the ultimate bad babysitter. <laughs> and that's the point of this book. Yeah. Um, yeah, he kills him. No, he doesn't kill him. He doesn't, he doesn't kill him. him. He, he allows he, him through to Through his die. negligence, he allows the baby to fall into a mind I wouldn't shaft. even say negligence. I would say it's single-minded, single-minded pursuit <laughs> of the Dark Tower. He he has an option. He's they're in a they're in a mine shaft, but it's not yeah. a mine shaft. It's like a subway. Like yeah. it's the distant future. Everything is weird. It's full of glowing zombies. Yeah. And they're on a little push cart that talks to them. Yeah. Goes, thank you. Keep pushing. Yeah. And they get to a part where the, the, the track is so worn and rusty that they're like, let's get off the, the push cart and let's walk. And they're walking towards the, the end of the tunnel and the man in black is there and he's like, <laughs> the, the bridge is about to collapse. You've got an option rolling. You can either save Jake or you can chase me. And he's and like, I, like, like, I'm barely going to hesitate on this one. Yeah. yeah. And Goodbye, then Jake, Jake says, go then. There are other worlds than these. Which sounds yeah. pretty Jackie Rudowski, doesn't it? That is a pretty Jackie Rudowski thing to say. And Jake does come back. And that's a spoiler for, I think, like book four. Two. Two? Yeah. <laughs> these books all run together. <laughs> <laughs> um, Here's my theory about the dark tower series of books and this is it's not like a stupid theory and it's not a joke it's just what i think these books are and i think i probably told you this before probably off mic these books are about writer's block no stephen king famously has a book that's about writer's block there's a book called catcher is that about writer's block i think so well in that case that proves i haven't read that book or heard that theory and that proves my point even more the thing about the Dark Tower, and this is like my pitch for people to read this. I got a cure for writer's block. What? Cocaine. <laughs> I think that worked for Stephen King for a while until it stopped, didn't work. <laughs> the thing that's interesting about the Dark Tower is he like, it's like one of his earliest books, the first one. But he keeps writing them throughout, he keeps coming back to them throughout his career. And like the last one is written when he's like at the height of his fame and yeah. success. Yeah. And so the books, as they progress, progress with Stephen King. It's like him growing as a writer. Right. But it's kind of built into the way, like, to what the books are about for that to work. Like, they change dramatically. Like, the tone and the, like, the even the genre changes as they go on. But it makes sense within the context of the story that he's set up. Like, he was writing The Stand and then yeah. all of a sudden, the like Dark Tower book is all about like a plague that the guy from consumes. the stand, like yeah. <laughs> the primary motivation of the Dark Tower is this: the gunslinger Roland is like is seeking out the Dark Tower the to tower. the exclusion of everything else. He doesn't right. even know what it is. It's just like he must find it. So much so that he's willing to do some pretty bad babysitting. Right. And I think that that's what like that's what it's like to try to write. A novel where you're like, I can, Im- I can imagine in my mind this thing that's, that's ready and done and it's beautiful. 
But I Jack, don't. I appreciate what you're saying. It's know just a how to do too, it. Uh, intelligent for this <laughs> podcast. I like I, and then think about and this is uh, like skirting on the edges of spoilers for later in the, the books. But like think about what Stephen King does to push the story forward. By the time you get to like book five and six, it very much becomes about a writer possibly named Stephen King. <laughs> Who's like having <laughs> trouble with the dark tower? Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> "How do I? How do I? Uh, what do I do to get immerse out? Immerse myself in this world." <laughs> and yeah. it's go. Then there are other worlds in these. It's about all these other worlds, and it's like the it, like the infinity of worlds is part of the problem. It's like there's so much possibility, but I have to like shape meaning out of this one world, right? It, it like. I'm not, this is like, normally I'm making jokes, but this is like, I think that this is like, it's part of why I love these books so much. It's like, it's about him. Like the thing about Stephen King, one thing about Stephen King is like in early Stephen King is not necessarily a great writer, but he has this incredible perseverance. He's not like a brilliant, like mellifluous, like he like comes by being a good writer the, the hardest fucking way by just like. Doing it and doing it and doing it's it dogged. and like honing his craft and getting better and being prolific and like learning what works and what doesn't, which is so what Roland is in these books. Yeah. Just like I'm going to keep fucking going and like all I know is that at the end of it is some tower that I don't even know like whether it's good or not. I just okay. have to fucking do it. So at the end of this novel, yeah. um, Roland catches the man in black and they have a pal- p- palaver. I would say palaver. And Roland at the end of the palaver, yeah, no, it's pa- it's palaver. Okay, I would say palaver. Wakes up, yeah. Well, so like the palaver, the palaver is um, the man in black recreates the universe. Yeah, and it's like an origin in his in his mind. Yeah, Roland is there for all of it. Yeah, and then they have a creation. whole conversation. The act and, of creation. Uh, he he wakes up and it's ten years later and he's old and gray and the man in black is sitting across from him and he's dead yeah he's a skeleton yeah is that this book being done (laughs) like he finished this his his dogged pursuit of the man in black is done but the the mission is not over yeah and like he finished the gunslinger but now here it is and i'm still like i'm still at it and think about yeah totally and think about stephen king too he just like gets like he gets older and older and the the dark tower is still not finished it's still not (laughs) it might never be finished it might never be finished because he keeps finding ways to like loop it into like it and christine yeah it, yeah, it's so good. For friends, You, I think you got to read it, though my one experience of trying to make someone read it didn't go great because my wife really did read three of these books and she didn't like them at all. And she was I've like, it's just like fucking dudes shooting books. guns and shit. Um, Sicking birds on one another. Let me read you this passage and tell me what you think it means. Okay. The gunslinger stood drunkenly, pallid as a ghost, eyes huge and swimming beneath his forehead, shirt smeared with the white dust of his final lunging crawl. It came to him that there would be further degradations of the spirit ahead that might make this one seem infinitesimal, and yet he would still flee it down corridors and through cities, from bed to bed. He would flee the boy's face and try to bury it in... uh, uh, a a woman's uh, parts and killing only to enter one final room and find it looking at him over a candle flame. 
He had become the boy. The boy had become him. He was become a werewolf of his own making. In deep dreams, he would become the boy and speak the boy's strange city tongue. The sitter has become the sat, Tanner. Okay, and is that a con or a pro? And the pro. sat has become that's the sitter. my sitter. ultimate pro. But this is what, but this is like, this is Stephen King and Anne in direct conversation. Because the question that Anne poses when she writes the Babysitter's Club books is, can the sitter become, the, the set, it's not a question, it's a, it's a promise. The sat will one day become the sitter. Right. And what Stephen King is doing is he's throwing it back at her. And he's saying when the sitter becomes the sat and the sat becomes the sitter, it's like an Aruberos. And what it means is death. You're full of mispronunciations tonight. Is it Ouroboros? That's how I would say it. Well, you're full of mispronunciations. I've only ever seen it written. But but don't focus on that. Focus on what I'm saying. It's death. Anne is saying when the sitter and the sat are one, it's eternal life, right? We keep them alive forever. Okay. And what Stephen like King that. is saying is when the sitter and the sat are one, that is accepting death. Oh, uh, he's he's the dark tower. And you want to know what the next line of Anne that Anne is the light tower. Anne is the rose and Stephen King is the tower. Do you want to know what Jesus. the next line in that passage is? Yeah. This is death. Right. Is it? Is it? And yes, and it is. It is. And that's what the man in black says when he draws the cards. Yeah. He says the last card he pulls is death. Yeah. And let me read you one more passage, Tanner. Stephen King. One more passage and then I'll let you say whatever you want and I'll, I'll be done. I have talking. nothing to say. I have nothing to say. I'm on your journey. This is what the man I'm, in black I'm says. I'm the Jake to your Roland. When they're having their palaver. Palaver. The greatest mystery the universe offers is not life. Palaver. Palaver. But size. Size encompasses life, and the tower encompasses size. The child, who is most at home with wonder, says, Daddy, what is above the sky? And the father says, the darkness of space. The child, what is beyond space? The father, the galaxy. The child, beyond the galaxy? The father, another galaxy. The child, beyond the other galaxies? The father, no one knows. You see, says the man in black, size defeats us. Okay. And the man in black is a size queen. queen. Yeah, he's a size queen. <laughs> and isn't that interesting? It's and thank you for teaching me that word. theory of the universe. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that's good. Uh, there's not much more to say. The, the the real meat of these books happens in the coming books, but this is one of the western-y books. It's so good. I I don't know. This one's this one's kind of halfway between western-y and non and and apocalyptic. It doesn't it like there are like there are like moments where it's like why is there a robot in this western? But right. it doesn't hit that super hard. But then there's entire books that are just like all westerns. westerns. It's it's like Roland's childhood. Um, I got in a Twitter fight with our friend Lewis about the Dark Tower recently. Okay, um, where we just have very fundamentally different ideas of what the best Dark was it Tower spurned books on are? by my tweet. I think it might have been where Miles pulled the Dark Tower books off. Yeah, I think so. Shelf. I think that was it. I think he pulled the Wolves of Kala down, and I okay. said, arguably the best book. Yeah, I think that was it. And then Lewis and I got in, got into it. Yeah. But I don't totally know my order, but I think Wizard in the Glass. Pure Western. Number, number one. Wolves of the Kala, number two. Also a pure Western. No, uh, no, Wizards of the Glass is not pure Western, because they do the, I think the turtle is in that one. It's like, there's some magic shit. It's like pretty magic-y, but it's, ba- it's like back in time. 
Anyway, this is this is two in the weeds, but I think the Wizards and the Wizard in the Glass is the best Dark Tower book. Sounds like you like and the Western ones. I, I and I think I like the Western stuff. And and they, they he did one app that's like, have you read Wind Through the Keel? Is that what it's called? No, that's the one that just came out a couple years ago. Yeah, like five years ago, but yeah. <laughs> Time is no meaning. Uh, it's really good, but it's like in the same vein. Anyway, sorry, everybody who hasn't read the books for that. Just if read I, them. If I left it in. <laughs> There's only 10 of them. There's only 10 of them. That's what I keep telling Sarah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and they're it's all long novels. And like, and this one, I read this in a day, long. but like by the end of it, it's like it's Stephen King length. You can't, you can't yeah. read all of it. Um, friends, these are good books. They're fun to read. It's just two bros, and we like to talk about Stephen King books, and it, sometimes we do. And these, and it's good. And also, welcome to the Babysitters Club. It's our f- the first the episode, Club. and I'm so glad you're back in 2015. To tell everybody uh, you, about what's going to happen in buy stock in Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> now you're going to buy, buy Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> buy just Bitcoin. Sit on GameStop. <laughs> Yeah, sit on GameStop for a surprisingly long time, and then and drop maybe, it. Um, yeah, maybe invest in N95 masks. Yeah, uh, and if you're Ted Cruz listening to this, here's what I'll say: I'm not going to tell you the whole future, but in around 2020, you're going to be inspired to tweet at some Democrat and call them a hypocrite for like going on vacation during a pandemic. Don't do yeah. that tweet. That's my. That's the one thing I'll say to you. Don't do that tweet. Oh, do everything you want else. Him to, you want him to come out on top in this. <laughs> I want him to do You're everything else. You're trying to preserve Ted Cruz's <laughs> legacy. <laughs> so interesting because I thought you were the Boca Dad. <laughs> I thought you were chasing. You were chasing Ted Cruz to Cancun to like warn him. <laughs> to fucking, yeah. <laughs> Um, one last segment, Jack. Oh yes, we got one last segment. Yeah, what is it? It's our burn of the week, and what's our burn of the week? I captured one, but I didn't write it down, so I can't remember what it is. Not a burn heavy book. Yeah. Do you uh, want me to capture the? Do you want me to read the one I captured? Yeah, read. read, read you, this is for both of us. There's one burn in this book. It's a continuation of a passage you started to read about yeah. uh, uh, the man in black being a size queen. Yeah. <laughs> you see, size defeats us. For the fish, the lake in which he lives is the universe. What does the fish think when he is jerked up by the mouth through the silver limits of existence and into a new universe where the air drowns him and the light is blue madness? where huge bipeds with no gills stuff it in a suffocating box and cover it with wet weeds to die. My burn's on the fish. <laughs> yeah, like very poorly treated in this <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> fuck you, fish. Hey, fuck you. You're nothing. You're just a dumbass fish. Here's your whole world. Here's yeah. your entire existence. And yeah. now, now in a brief moment, it's completely upended and you are... <laughs> Your mind is your tiny mind is blown by the immensity of the universe, and then seconds later you are dead. And it's a burn on all of us. And it's a burn on all of us, but mostly that one dumb fish. Yeah, don't eat the don't eat the fucking hook, idiot. Um, let's see. I think I've said everything. I actually do think I've said everything. Well, you got to do a burn. 
I didn't have. I, I didn't. I didn't capture one. Wow. They, they like. Old no, hey, old no burn Jack <laughs> strikes again. It's not really Z- has zero. Yeah, well, uh, what am I suffering from here? Zero degree burn. <laughs> There's not a lot I'm of burns. No burn book. Jack. There's not a lot of burns in this book. It's very interesting. Oh, guess what? You have forgotten the face of your father, and that's a burn on you. Which one? You. Oh, I got like f- several fathers. That's what they say. They have a lot of cool catchphrases in this book. They have a lot of cool catchphrases, and we should probably pick one to include in the outro. I liked what you said from Jake earlier about there are other worlds than these. Yeah, go then there are other worlds than these is pretty good. He also says long days and pleasant nights, which is a very nice thing to say to someone. Yeah. Um, I set my watch and warrant on it. That's nice. You say true. I say thank you. <laughs> that's what the that's what the like kindly desert dweller says. And then in the Dark Tower series, if you're like if you're upset, you say I have forgotten the face of my father. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole scene where a bird shreds a man's face off. <laughs> yeah. Which we didn't really get into. Well, and that's birds. Which that's is, what I'm talking about. And that's birds. And, and that's it's us. birds, and, and it, but it's a mockery. Us. It's a mockery of the babysitting novel. Right. It's a. Here's how you know it's a good book. Yeah. In this hour and <laughs> hour long minutes. discussion we've had so yeah. far, we didn't get to the bird shredding a man's face. <laughs> it's so good. In any other book, that would be like, oh, this is this is a pivotal moment in the book, and this one is just another just another thing that happens. Yeah. All right, I'm going to try to do all the things for the outro, so you're going to have to remind me because I don't have them all written down. Why Why don't you have them written down? Well, I have a, I have several questions. No. That no, that's too many questions. You're the you're the ombuds ombudsman. Let's talk about what we don't have. We uh, right now I don't have. Oh, I have Doubtfire. Do we have? Uh, we have Strangler things. What was last week? Did we pick one for last week? Oh, Jamie did. It was like Ash or something. It was something cool. Why didn't you write it down? I didn't write it down. What was the week before? Willow. Well, so last week was uh, the last week was was um, governess games. Then it was Willow. Then it was Doubtfire. Then it was Stranger Things. Then it was Adventure of Babysitting, which we didn't famously did not do one for. I think for Willow, it's Kill the Beast, Find the Baby. And then it was the Road, and then Waterworld, and then Yoda. Okay, so I've got most of it. Here we go. I got most of it. Here we go. Thank you for joining us. I'd like to thank everybody for bearing with us. I would like to thank you, Tanner, so much for bearing with me. We finally read The Dark Tower, and by finally I mean, hey, welcome to the first episode of the show. Yep. And now, guess what? Even though everybody else had to listen to this show without a roadmap, you understand everything you need to know going in. Yeah. And if you're going to recommend this show to a friend who loves the Babysitter's Club, for instance, send them this episode. This is the episode you this want to This is tell. the one. It's the one that makes the Remember most sense. Remember those books sense. we grew up with? Yeah. There's a great podcast about them. Start yeah. with this one. Start with this. It says it's about the Dark Tower, and it is about the Dark Tower, <laughs> but it's important. Yeah. yeah. You've got to read it. Yeah. Um, I would like to thank everybody for bearing with us. I would like to say um, that I love you and I kiss you. And I would like to remind everyone to please subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. We have a whole other show. It's about the little sister books. We sing the descriptions. It's good. Last week, by which I mean, I guess when you're listening to this a couple of weeks ago, we uh, we did a, a sea shanty and it was wonderful. We did a sea shanty. And Jack, I, I did what I considered at the time to be a lot of work yeah. writing the song. Yeah. And then singing it on the show. And then Jack did what I now realize is probably much more work. <laughs> <laughs> doing Recording several the, harmonies. <laughs> harmonies and fitting it together. 
yeah. for like a two minute outro. That, so that's the kind of work we put in the show. It's worth listening to. And it also helps us to keep doing what we're doing and keep us alive. Please do consider for just $5 a month subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. We uh, would be very grateful if you did that. Please do join the Baby Nation Facebook group. It's You know how to find Facebook groups. Go find it. Get in there. Everyone's nice. Everyone's good. And we're in there, too. And what else must you do? Uh, Please do rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. And finally... Buy the merch. Bit.ly slash BSCC merch. Thank you. This week, we read a novel. It was called... The The Gunslinger. Gunslinger. Dark Tower Tower number number one. one. Next week, I'm in the the ice storm. And isn't that... I guess that's like that's the one that's about a key party. It's about a key party. And I'm not in that. Elijah Wood dies. Yeah, I'm not in that. I'm yeah. in. Uh, that's kind of about babysitting. Should we just watch that? <laughs> I'm in an apocalypse of some kind, so I didn't have time to figure out what we're doing next week. Uh, I am also in apocalypse of some kind because yeah. my son is home from school this yeah. week and next. Yeah, um, so, so it's going to be a movie. I'll tell you we'll that put, right now. It'll be a movie because it's quicker to watch, <laughs> and we'll put it in the in the. Um, it, some people, folks, thank you so much to everybody who has like created a fucking Google form and made suggestions to us for babysitting books to read yeah. or watch. Uh, um, it's it's great. We'll pick something from that. It's super helpful. We'll I will week. say to everyone who keeps contributing, we probably won't keep up with this. <laughs> forever a ton a ton more longer yeah yeah we'll have something more substantial um coming soon um and fun and good um yeah. but we will do something um that has a, 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 a little more direction to it uh yeah. once we've worked out how to do that so just to keep everybody on their toes constantly at all times it's gonna be birds it's gonna be birds it'll be birds it'll be birds <laughs> Yeah, that was such a resounding success, the last Birds episode we did. (laughs) I want to do another Daddy Eats Cat food, and now it's getting into the weeds a little bit, but we will also do another Daddy Eats Cat food. We ran out of celebrities to ask favors of. Um, We must uh, go, and uh, that was too much of a digression into our uh, future ideas, but we will be doing something. Please stick with us. We'd love to have you here along this crazy babysitting journey. Uh, We promise you that the next thing we would do will also be pretty silly yeah. and good um all that remains is for me to say that this week i have been jack alexander shepherd and my name is tanner Greenring. please do remember to round off the corners in your bedroom drown all your dolls call your senator and demand your right to bear time and do not forget to let daddy love you as much as i do remember the delaney's remember the trip man take your dream horse through that maze this is the way berries to blood there is no god and we are his prophets i may be a shitty boyfriend but i'm a damn good babysitter park the porpoise kill the beast find the baby go then there are other worlds than these park the porpoise Claudia's wearing a bra now, and the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been invented. What is Park the Porpoise from? <laughs> it's from Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> so we didn't have one for Governor's Game? We did, but I forgot what it was. It's something okay. about Ash. We'll include it next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.
We used to call wrestlers fish, bad wrestlers fish when I was a wrestler. Oh, he's a fish. You would say he's a fish because they like flop around on their backs. Oh, okay. It's like a real big fish. No, it's not like real big fish. It's like a real big fish reference. Forget it. That was a HeadGum Podcast.